Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. If you guys haven't noticed, I've been out um, for about, I haven't recorded in about three weeks. One week, um, I actually was, like, taking time off just to have, like, a vacation, and then two weeks following, um, I just had a family emergency that I had to, you know, deal with until, and I couldn't really record while I was anxious and worried and you know all of those great things but my family's doing better and you know just keep you know my family and your prayers um but it was just a lot going on and one of the things I always talk about on a show I never I always talk about breaks like at work or business like if you got to do something to protect your mental health protect your spirit or if it's just too much to handle at the time, take a break, remove yourself and um, somebody texted me, take a break and remove yourself from like anything that isn't, um, doesn't need your immediate attention. And that's what I did pretty much. You know, I was there for my family and surrounded by my family and my loved ones and all of that good stuff. But we're doing well now, and um, I'm very grateful. I'll talk about that later on in the show about, you know, being grateful and happy. But one of the things I always, you know, just right off the rip is when I address is like, you really have to take time and remove yourself because sometimes you just try to push, push through as a distraction. And that distraction can sometimes create more anxiety, more angst, more you know, just time away from things that actually need your focus. And I'm very big on if my energy isn't totally correct or in the right space or um, my spirit is not how I normally interact, I don't like to like record because I just feel like that energy is transferable and I never want to transfer my anxiousness, my angst, my, you know, any anything that's lacking positivity, good vibes, I don't want to transfer that to you guys that listen. So that's why I took some time. And um, also, I think I was just operating on autopilot at the time. And I know, like last week, I got so much shit done at work. I don't know what the fuck I did at work, honestly. Like I, my brain was on autopilot. Everything worked out. I did great um some people gave me like high accolades and uh very you know like oh you did so awesome you did this I look autopilot sometimes that's just how we operate being as and being as today I'm kind of just coming back I wasn't even sure if I was gonna um have even like a couple hours ago I didn't know I was actually gonna be in a best space to record. So I actually, for the first time, I actually don't have any notes today. We are going to fly off the cuff because that's just the vibe that I'm in right now. Very spontaneous, very spontaneous recording. I was like, I knew I told Eric I wanted to record earlier, but I still wasn't totally sure if I wasn't going to flake or not. So um, I recorded later than I usually do today, but we just flying off the cuff today. One of the things that I know I wanted to talk about once I came back to record is that nigga Tyler Perry. So Tyler Perry um, was on a podcast by Crystal Renee. She plays Fatima on TV show Sisters. Um, and one during the conversation, they were talking about successful women finding love, successful black women finding love. And Tyler Perry stated that I'm paraphrasing, so don't sue me. He basically stated that um, black women have successful black women have to be okay with dating a man that makes less considerably less than them. And sometimes in life, we are going to miss out on our blessing and finding true love. If we decide, because we didn't want to date someone that would not be able to provide for us financially. And sometimes as successful Black women that are thriving and are the leaders in education and um, 
entrepreneurs in this country, we, in fact, should be okay with dating a man if he can only pay a light bill and you carry the rest of the bill. I have so many things that I'm going to say. And at this point, I realized I'll probably never, ever, ever get to write for Tyler Perry because I cannot write no fucking parable bullshit like this. And he'll probably blackball a bitch and I'll never, ever actually get to screenwrite or do it, be a casting director or anything. And I probably would never be invited to even tour Tyler Perry Studios, which I really would want to do. But because I'm about to read the fuck out of Medea, the problem is... Tyler Perry often, the reason why we watch his shows and there's so much struggle love and there's so much about women, um, successful women dating men that are like blue collar or their fucking white collar man that's a lawyer treats them like shit and is abusive. And here comes like the mechanic or like a bus driver dating successful women, you know, the woman gives him a chance to fall in love with the guy that doesn't have so much money because he was that guy. He was the guy that was not doing well financially and just had a dream and that was living out of his car. He's that guy, that guy that the girl doesn't want to give a chance in all of his movies. And you know, that's not that well off, but he just has the heart of gold. He's that guy. And he believes because women weren't trying to date him while he was living in his car, that every man just needs an opportunity, one opportunity, and they're going to be a billionaire much like himself. Tyler Perry, I know it's probably hard for you to understand this. You are one in a million. Every bum ass nigga don't have a dream worth fucking making a dollar. And you also, from my understanding, wasn't no damn body that was dating a woman that was doing way better than you and she fucking funded your life. And here's the thing. Y'all say this too. Y'all, this is what makes me mad about his movies is that even his mindset I have always got irritated with. It's always been that, oh, date a success, a black woman has to date a man that's less successful than her, right? considerably not even the close not even that she makes so much money that every man is going to make less than her she has to date somebody that just does not thrive financially right and but she has to respect even if she paying all the fucking bills she gotta respect him and let him be the head of the household household i'm gonna tell you one fucking thing i'm not gonna be the the financial person. I'm not going to make all the money in the house. I'm not going to be dating a man that only can pay a fucking light bill. I'm never going to do that. I've seen that play out in real life about dating someone that is lesser than you. And it has never worked out for anybody I've ever seen. There's never been worked out where a woman can make more than a man, be more successful, come to the table with way more than he has. And he stays in the same position she found him in and lives off of her. And it has been successful. No, those men are abusive. Those men are cheaters. Those men are lazy. Those men are nasty. And those women are miserable. And I'm going to tell you like this. keep Stop trying to put make women, black women that excel telling us that we're not worthy of someone on our same playing field or better. Why do we, our entire lives, hit the fucking take care of men? Whether we birth these men, whether we marry these men, or have relationships, I have to fucking do all the carrying my entire fucking life. And not only that, I have to be modest about my fucking success. That's the shit with him that pisses me off. To fucking say out your mouth. You know how many successful women get fucking... STDs from dating men that they had no business dating, getting beat over the fucking head, money being stolen, all of this stuff, that desperation. You just wrote a fucking movie about a bitch that was desperate and how he fucking scammed her and abused her. Why the fuck would we then go date them? And the thing is, I'm not saying I wouldn't date somebody that make less money than me. If I'm I'm very successful... First of all, I think I just do I right for myself. I do I right for myself. 
But let's say when I'm making a whole lot more money than I'm making now, because that's on the horizon, I manifest and I'm working on it. But when I make way, way more money than what I'm making right now, why the fuck would I date somebody that barely can? He said something like $30,000. Why would I make date somebody as a, why, as a straight woman, would I date a man that makes $30,000 a year to my, let's say, $120,000 a year. Why the fuck would I do that? That don't make no sense. Our lifestyles are not going... It's not even comparable. It's not like I make $120,000 and he make $80,000. You know what I mean? I'm being realistic, you know, about this. It's not like he making thirty dollars and I only make forty-five. dollars There's two motherfuckers that's in the same uh, tax bracket. We're not talking about that. You want somebody to fucking take care of these men and to say, excuse me, that they should be okay as a fucking billionaire. Say that uh, my black ass should be okay with dating a man simply because he's a nice guy and he can only pay a fucking light bill. That's the most asinine and disrespectful thing I've seen for you to then talk about how you have friends who make more money than their men. Most of women, we make more money than men. That's not the problem. I'm not making a considerably amount more than them. Like, and you always want to bring up, y'all always want to talk about Oprah and fucking Stepman. Stepman ain't no slouch. Oprah is just a billionaire. She's a media maven. There's not too many more men in the world that make more than Oprah, especially if she want to date a black man. Stepman ain't no slouch. He's not a bum. He makes good money. Oprah is a fucking billionaire. She's not dating a fucking pool boy. I'm not dating someone that can only provide a light bill. What the fuck is... The light bill is the cheapest bill you're going to have unless your whole house is electric. But that still ain't no damn mortgage. I can tell if you said he can only pay the mortgage. And you handle the bills. That means if he can only pay a light bill, that means he can't pay no car note. That means when I'm having a child and I have to go on maternity leave, that means we're going to starve because prior to him, prior to, to me having a child by him, you're telling me he can only provide a light bill. We know maternity in this city is in this country is fucking terrible. So it's up to me as the breadwinner to make sure I save not only enough for me, but for the entire household to survive off my salary post me leaving. Because a lot of these jobs might pay six to 12 weeks, but I'm pretty sure that then you're going to tell me to leave, let him be a stay at home father while I go get my job and he can watch the baby so that we won't uh, have to pay for daycare because I'm obviously he going to pay a fucking light bill. Don't tell black women that shit no more. How come y'all don't tell successful white women this? I've never heard anybody tell a successful white woman that she should be able to date a man that can only provide a light bill. I've never seen it. I only see that y'all say that to black women. And this is where the, my, my fucking patience grows in for this fucking humanity. And I just be realizing I'll be okay single. Like... I am okay single. Before a motherfucking ashtray bitch me, I will be fucking single. Because if this is the fucking mindset of men, and this is the shit where I, I be saying with those guys that we not too sure that have confusion about their sexuality, that they're confused about their sexuality, they always say what they think straight men would say. And I'm pretty sure most successful straight men would think that's some stupid ass shit. And will call me a dumbass bitch for dating a man that can only provide a fucking light bill. And then when I end up a fucking single mom, y'all gonna fucking call me a, a statistic because I should have dated better. Y'all see how that shit works out? Fuck you, Tyler Perry, and fuck your movies. And I hope you are able to survive the writer's strike with that fucking thinking, bitch. That shit pissed me the fuck off. 
Also, like I said, I'll just be running through these topics as we going off. Something else that pissed me off is the goddamn Kirk Franklin mama. So Kirk Franklin was pretty much an orphan. He was raised by his aunt. He was adopted by his aunt. Um, He was not raised by his mother. His mother put him up for adoption. Years later, reconnected with his mom. She told him somebody was his father. That person is not his father. It was rumored by like the neighborhood people who grew up with his mom that this one particular man was the father. The man had heard the rumor, but he wasn't too sure. Um, He had recently heard this rumor and he went and got um a paternity test, gave the information to someone that knew Kirk Franklin and was just like, if he wants to know the truth, you know, this is where I did my test at. He can go test it there. So eventually Kirk Franklin goes to get tested there and come to find out this man is his father. He presents his mom with the information. His mother did his lies to his face. They take another fucking test. She lies to his face again and says that this is not his dad. And she doesn't understand why the test is wrong. He basically said, if you're not going to acknowledge the proof that's in front of you, like we can't move forward in a relationship. And the craziest thing is something similar happened to a family member of mine, but they they never got the test. Like their mo- their mother passed not telling them who their father was. And what made it so bad was that he, the person who... um their mother Mary abused them as a child and watched them be abused and never told them about their real father. Like women of a fucking particular age are, were so fucking scandalous back in the day and being pretentious and not explaining things and just lying and lying and lying. Well, sit there and lie to your fucking face. These are the same women that will be a child's ass for saying the word lie. And you got to say, I told a story. It's because y'all didn't want to ever face the truth of the fact that y'all are fucking liars. And for you to ruin this man, for you not to raise him, but let alone not let his father know that he is alive, that he has a child out here in the world, for you to rather see your child be adopted, lose custody of him, lose contact with him, you rather see him out in the streets, no telling what the fuck happened to him while he was in foster care or anything else experiencing non unnecessary traumas just to save face because you don't want to admit that you were promiscuous you rather die being called a liar than to admit promiscuity but y'all be the ones that want to talk to your granddaughters and your nieces and a little girl up the street about being fast Y'all stayed calling somebody freaking fast back then. But y'all were the fastest in the uh, goddamn lane. Couldn't tell somebody who the father was or nothing. Literally sitting here lying. This man is in his 50s. What the fuck is you lying for? Why not say, you know what? I wasn't in a good space. I honestly, the person who I told you was his fa- your father, I honestly thought that was your father the entire time. I, I apologize. I didn't tell you that it was someone else as an option. Just stand on it. At this point, just stand on it. But to sit there, continue to lie, and try not to be honest, just to save face, just so that you won't be embarrassed, is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Like, I'm so sick of this shit where people just feel like they can just lie and talk to people any kind of fucking way and it's just going to be what it's going to be. And that because you're an elder, we can't acknowledge the fact that you fucking cause unnecessary trauma within your family. Now, Kirk or a fucked up person, we already know he all fucked up, his kid fucked up. You just call all of these fucking traumas within your fucking lineage just by you being a liar, just by this man not knowing who he was, just by the fact that he probably felt like just because he was present in his child's life that he was a good dad. He's one step above his former generation. 
Now you see his son on fucking Zeus all fucked up in the head because he's raised by a dad who experienced trauma as well and couldn't be a fucking dad because he never saw parents in his life. Because of your, your crazy ass. Gonna well, sit there and fucking lie. And keep fucking lying. So, let's hear. Let's hear what Angelica Ross has to say regarding... Angelica Ross is a trans actress that played on Pose and also American Horror Story. Um, 1984, I think it was. Um, she had made some claims that Emma Roberts uh was transphobic and made some remarks. I'm actually watching this for the first. I told y'all I'm running through the blogs, so I'm hearing this for the first time. So we're gonna talk about it. So hold on. Standing in front of Emma, talking to her like this, and she's, you know, she's in front of me, her back against. The mirror. She goes, John, Angelica's being, Angelica's being mean. And he goes, and I know she's being, you know, she's not being for real, for real. She's just being whatever. And, and John is like, okay, ladies, you know, that's enough. Let's, you know, like get back to work. And she then looks at me and she goes, she goes, don't you mean lady? And she turns around like this and covers her mouth. No, she didn't. And goes back here. No, the fuck she didn't. See. I'm looking at her dead ass in the camera like, what the fuck did you just say? And I'm standing there looking at her dead ass in the damn thing. And I'm like, trying to I'm standing. No, the fuck she didn't. Let me find the rest of this video, because no the fuck she did not. I can't believe she did no shit like that. Hold on. Let me find if it's a longer video. In front of Emma, talking to her like this, and she's, you know, she's in front of me, her back against the mirror. She goes, John... Angelica's being Angelica's being mean and he goes and I know she's being you know she's not being for real for real she's just being whatever and and John is like okay ladies you know that's enough let's you know like get back to work and she then looks at me and she goes she goes don't you mean lady and she turns around Mm -mm. like this and covers her mouth and goes back here but can't see. I'm looking at her dead ass in the camera. Like, what the fuck did you just say? And I'm standing there looking at her dead ass in the damn thing. And I'm like trying to process the fuck she just said. And I'm like, I'm standing there and she walked away. My blood is boiling boiling because i'm like if i say something she gonna cry be me that's the problem and i know this because there was someone who spoke up about what she was doing and they got repercussions from it not her they did so when i saw that happening i was just like i I'm done. I'm done. I didn't speak to that bitch the entire time after that. So we had scenes together and I never spoke to her. She said, she said to me, she could feel the energy coming off of me. She was like, are you okay? You haven't been talking. I'm like, mm-hmm. Cause. Now you oblivious. Now bitch, you don't confused. play me. You've been playing mind games with everybody on the set and everybody's been waiting for the moment that you would get me. I'm staying. That's the craziest shit I heard today. Let me read this from that um, Jasmine Brand, just in case I missed something. Actress Angelica Ross isn't holding anything back when it comes to her issues with her former AHS team. As previously reported earlier this week, AHS alum Angelica Ross took to her social accounts to expose show creator and executive producer Ryan Murphy 
for allegedly ghosting her on plans they had to create a season for the anthology series that centers around Black women. Angelica Ross also hinted that Ryan Murphy isn't the only person under the AHS umbrella that she has a problem with. One of her former co-stars reportedly made transphobic remarks on set, which were deemed deemed as free speech. She claimed, We'll also tell you about the transphobic remarks my co-star said to my face and the racism I complained about on the set that they said was free speech. We on strike, so you know I got time this week, period. Well, Angelica, who's a trans woman, has wasted no time spilling the beans on who allegedly made the transphobic comments. During a recent live stream, she claimed the problematic remarks came from Emma Roberts. The two actresses appeared on AHS together for the 2019 season, 1984. According to Angelica, Emma Roberts purposely misgendered her after their co-star, John Carroll Lynch, playfully told them to get back to work. Angelica shared that the conversation between the three of them initially started off jokingly, stating, Emma goes, John, Angelica's being mean. And I know she's not being for real, for real. She's just being whatever. However, the post star continued and claimed the energy quickly shifted. And John is like, okay, ladies, that's enough. Let's get back to work. And Emma then looks at me and she goes, don't you mean lady? Angelica then said, despite the fact that the comments made her blood boil, she had to refrain from anything, saying anything because Emma Roberts often got away with questionable behavior on set. There was someone who spoke about what Emma was doing and they got repercussions from it. Not her, they did. She continued, I didn't speak to that bitch the entire time after that. So we had scenes together and I never spoke to her outside of that. Okay. I'm going to tell y'all what I, I'm going to read with, I'm going to read the next part. So it's an update. Angelica Ross says AHS co-star Emma Roberts has apologized for making transphobic remarks on set. Thank you. This is Angelica Ross's tweet today at September 20th, 314. Thank you, Emma Roberts, for calling and apologizing. Recognizing your behavior was not that of an ally. I will I will leave the line open to follow up on your desire to do better and support social justice causes within your pro, pro, within your platform. That ain't enough for me. That is some crazy ass shit. That is some crazy ass shit. But y'all be saying it's black women. This bitch fucking tried to cuss that bitch out like y'all be doing black women when they fuck up. Cuss that bitch out. Fucking air her out. Fucking air out Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, you a fucking poser ass bitch. For you to have that fucking TV show pose, for you to be um having black and brown trans women on that show, and then outside of that show, you do not create a safe space for them. And this fucking... Fucking nepotism ass baby, nepo fucking baby, can fucking be a half ass actress and fucking disrespect them on your fucking set. See, this is when they be like, it's the change within. No. Motherfuckers like them get on a bandwagon and exploit motherfuckers because why would she be able to keep working? Why would you then say it's free speech? But then. During Pride Month, you out here and you you in the fucking parades, you raving your flags, you're saying protect black trans women, and you had the opportunity to protect one on your fucking set and you did not. Why? Because it was a white straight woman that you didn't want to upset. You're a fucking showrunner, executive producer. You create nothing but TV shows. You should have reprimanded that bitch and had that whole play a motherfucking fine. And axed her ass from the rest of the episodes. Do a fucking rewrite. Because that's some crazy ass shit to say out your mouth. Like, that's the shit that people do. They be acting like they don't understand what they do. You know exactly what you did. And if, let's say, you just thought it was like a little joke. You playing just a little too motherfucking much. I don't joke like that. I don't joke like that in real life. I don't joke, and I damn sure would never joke like that with no motherfucking coworker. This is when I say, like, these fucking TV show runners, this is the time. This is the best time for her to have said that. I hope that y'all fucking run it up, cuss Ryan Murphy out, boycott that new season of that whack-ass show when they come out with Kim Kardashian, and really run a fucking muck. 
cussed that bitch out like we did during the period wars a fucking couple weeks ago. Let that bitch stand on it because that's a bullshit apology that we did not see that Angelica Ross tweeted for her. She has still yet to say anything in regards to the shit. And Angelica Ross had that fucking energy that you had a couple of weeks ago during the period wars. Have that energy because that bullshit apology that you issued on her fucking behalf is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. That ain't no real apology. That bitch should have spoke for herself. She should have tweeted some shit out for herself. Don't fucking speak for no bitch that disrespected you. I wish I would announce a fucking private... That bitch fucking privately apologized to you. Don't fucking speak on that shit. Let that bitch speak publicly about... Since she's so loudly transphobic, let that bitch be as loud as she was on that motherfucking set. Fuck a private apology. You already put the shit out on blast. You ain't, you know what I mean? You already told us on the live what happened. Why are you uh fucking announcing her apology? Let her fucking announce her apology. Let her take accountability. Y'all never want to hold cis white women accountable for shit. But black women are the ones that you hold accountable. And if they are transphobic, you should. But have that same energy when white women do that shit. And when the fucking white cis men that work for you, like Ryan Murphy, that say that he's an ally, make that motherfucker work on being an ally. Because that bitch should have been fucking reprimanded. If he ain't want to fire her, that bitch should have been fined. A fucking apology should have been issued. Sensitivity, Sensitivity... workshop should have happened if he's trying to create a safe workspace for trans women to work and not fucking exploit them y'all gotta start making these fucking money makers and these power moves you gotta make them feel that shit you gotta make them feel that shit arguing back and forth on with random black women that aren't even can't even help you move ahead in life for real for real yeah, y'all was arguing about periods a month ago. That's some ridiculous ass shit. But when these fucking white people are fucking up, y'all want to accept their bullshit ass apologies that don't mean shit. And you don't want to make them stand on protecting trans black women like they said they do. Giving a job and then having you in a hostile work environment is not helping trans women. You should have made Ryan Murphy stand on 10 toes on the bullshit he does. Call for a fucking boycott. Talk about, I want to hear what fucking residuals are the trans black actresses and the minorities and that whole community that made polls the fucking Emmy Award winning show that it was. I want to see y'all fucking residuals. Call out FX, call out Ryan Murphy. But y'all don't want to. Y'all want to argue about bullshit. Better than me. Make that bitch Emma Roberts stand ten toes on what the fuck she did. Make that bitch stand ten toes on it. Next on the fucking box. This the shit. That pissed me off. And then you going dirty up fucking Julia Roberts name. That bitch ain't have a scandal. This whole fucking 45 years this bitch been famous. Ain't never have a motherfucking scandal. You fucking nepo niece. Come out of the fucking woodworks and do some fucking bullshit like that. Half acting ass bitch. Let me let me find the next thing. Something else that interests me. Do I care about Jeezy and Jeannie getting a divorce? No. Why y'all think why why y'all think Tim's one why y'all think Tim's is pregnant by future? I do feel like she look a little pregnant in that video, but what I don't understand is how y'all linked her to future. I have never heard anything like it's 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 like blogging and like all of that is such a lost sport. Like I remember back when like Nicole Bitchy was like that fucking blog to watch. Like when Love B. Scott was like that fucking blog to read, that 
they had real fucking insiders tea shit that was really happening right and anything that was just speculations or rumors they would have what is called a blind item y'all don't do that shit no more y'all let motherfuckers get on tiktok and tell y'all bullshit and then you post it and say oh tiktok users are speculating that tims is pregnant by future we have never seen tims and future in a room together for real he sampled her song and now she's one of the women in the harem if i was tims i would be pissed for two reasons one didn't nobody tell y'all to out my motherfucking pregnancy if i want to fucking out it and i feel like people really got to stop outing people pregnancies for a number of reasons, and I won't get into today. But first, I would be fucking pissed that I'm saying hi to fucking fans, and y'all want to out that I'm pregnant. That's number one. And if I'm not pregnant, y'all really got me fucked up. Then two, out of all, like, all the success, all the beauty that I have, all the fucking opportunities to date so many men, that y'all would fucking say I'm pregnant by future. Bitch, what gives that I'm pregnant by motherfucking future? No shade, because I'm going to be honest with y'all. Future could possibly get me pregnant. I see him in concert. And I get, I do get with the why the girlies be losing their mind. I get why the girlies be losing their mind. He's fine as fuck. So I can, I see the spell. And he is Scorpio. And in Scorp- Scorpios, I won't say like they're freaks. But I feel like Scorpios are very intense and passionate and they make you forget that you that he probably a fuck nigga. And he's fine. He is fine. Like, I was in a nosebleed and I could fucking see that he was fine. It's fuck. Like, real BDA. But if I was Tim's, I would be fucking pissed. Like, why would y'all sit here and think that as successful as I am, I'm gonna fucking be number 22 on the future baby mama list. And three, if I really was, if Tim's really is pregnant by future, bitch, who told y'all to tell her fucking business? I'd be so pissed if I was her. I don't even understand how it's even talking about future. I don't understand where future comes in it. Like, that's sick. Um, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B husbands were beefing. Grow the fuck up. And to be honest, Nicki Minaj. When you decide in the next five to six years that you have to remove yourself from this marriage and you write a tell-all book and a memoir and you talk about how you were depressed and wasn't doing well during this time, I will support you 100% because I just don't think this is the decision that you should make. Like in the next couple of years, when we get your memoir and we just know where your mental health was here and we understand that you just wasn't doing well and like this person was just around, they were a clutch and you just wasn't doing well. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and read the fucking book. Because I don't understand how a guy who acts like that looks the way he looks and as goofy as he fucking is with as many issues as he has, got one of the baddest bitches in the world. Don't understand don't understand and she is the example that tyler perry was trying to get us to see and she is the example of why as women we don't need to date below our fucking league stop doing it she is the example that he has set forth and she is the example of why we don't need to do it ain't no motherfucking way i'm gonna be Nicki minaj dealing with somebody like him and i'm gonna just let it the fuck go right there I'm going to leave it right there on the table. But, yeah. Um, Authorities capture a team. I'm just so... I just want to know what's going on in Pennsylvania. This is the fourth... This is the fourth prisoner to escape a prison, jail, or detention center in Pennsylvania in the last... Since the summer started. This is the third... escape two people left together so this is the third escape of four people i that last guy the puerto rican guy that escaped it took them like two weeks to find him this teenager escaped the juvenile detention center 
And I'm, I don't know what's going on with the Pennsylvania detention centers or the Pennsylvania prison system. I'm pretty sure a fucking 2020 documentary is going to come out in the next year just exposing it. And I'm sure we'll see some shit on there about our cousins and shit who are CEOs doing some freaky deaky shit and helping these motherfuckers get free. But I'm about sick of this. I'm about sick of it. Anything else? Yes. Rest in peace to Irish Grinstead of 702. Um, y'all know when um, me and Natasha and a few, a bunch of episodes ago, like when we first started watching the show, we were very into the Encore um, TV show, reality show with all the girls groups. And we were talking about 702. So rest in peace um, to Irish. I'm really sad that that happened. That's like, really shocking and she was very beautiful and very kind and um definitely one of the 90s girls that I grew up just being like oh wow she's so pretty like when I was younger I just used to be like oh wow she's so cool and I used to love her I used to love uh, Maya Campbell like it's just so many beautiful women of the 90s that you know just stories are just so tragic and sad. So I'm really sorry about what happened to Irish Grinstead and may she rest in peace and prayers to her group members and her family and her sister, Lamisha. Um, anybody else? <laughs> Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumper are separated. I hate that. That is one beautiful ass couple with you you could tell they are they really have real love for each other and um it's just unfortunate and you just never know what people are dealing with and sometimes people just grow apart and they're um you know, but they created a beautiful family. It looks like they still have a beautiful relationship. Um maybe just for right now they just, you know, need some space apart, you know. Um Life is really hard. Relationships are tough, you know. And sometimes when you are in a relationship at a very early age and you kind of get married, you have children, you kind of have to have time to yourself. And I know that he recently retired from playing basketball and she's no longer um, wanting to be a recording artist, that they are probably, you know, missing each other like in time and space and it might just be difficult while they're both adjusting to their new normal and uh chasing their dreams other dreams he's doing acting and from what I could see he's doing a great job on um the shy and maybe they just aren't spending enough time together and they have to go after what they want separately so I pray that one day they're able to come back together I think that they're a beautiful couple um much like you know Tia and her husband I just you know, just very beautiful couples that seem like they have a genuine love and a genuine relationship and a genuine friendship. Um, and if you watch their show, you can see like the love is definitely there amongst them too. And they, you know, a lot of people like to be like, oh, Tiana Taylor might be bi or whatever. She just might be. We don't fucking know. But I don't think that would be the reason why they're no longer together. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> It's plenty of bitches like myself that would take down both of them. <laughs> so I don't think, even if she is bisexual, I don't think that would ever be the reason. Nor do, much unlike you TikTok users, I don't think she has a relationship with Lori. And we would, even if they did, even if there's a rumor, even if she did take her down, Lori Harvey was bred, not raised, and we will never see her with a woman. She's a bred bitch, not a raised bitch. She's bred. She's exactly where her family wanted her to be. Anything else? <laughs> it was just so much mess. Carisha um, says, did he be having sex with her all night long? We didn't even know that. We did not even know that. Did nobody ask for that, Karish? Keep that shit to yourself.
I'm still looking at some Shiznyai. Ashanti confirmed she's with Nelly. Do we care, y'all? Like, obviously they were together. I just hope, you know, these old ass people keep it together. He, I'll say this. This is about spinning the block when you're older. Sometimes it does not work, right? Like, I don't mind seeing people who dated, like, 20 years ago or whatever, or, like, 10 years ago get back together and just to see if things have changed. But I feel like if nothing's changed on neither of your parts and y'all going to have the same issues you had before, move the fuck on. Move the fuck on. So I don't know what Ashanti want. I never seen Ashanti like talk about wanting to be married or have children or anything like that. And I know before they weren't like claiming each other publicly, which was weird. And I also feel like Nelly has like a commitment issue. So and we seen we don't seen he's probably a shower, not a gr- a grower, not a shower. So I don't think that you know she's dick dumb behind him. But I will say that's one of those situations. Like, I don't think I have any exes from a long, long time ago that I feel like they're any different than what they were before. Like, I don't feel like nobody I dated in the past, like, if we got together years later now, like now, opposed to back then, um, I don't think none of them niggas change. I don't think that I, my mind, I think my mindset has elevated. But the things that I had issues with them with before, I'm going to still have issues with them with now. Like, I don't think I ever had that person that was just like, time wasn't. Time wasn't of the essence and, you know, we just grew apart or anything like that. I don't think I ever had that. I think the reasons why I didn't want to fuck with them no more would be the same reasons today. Like, I don't think it's just somebody that, like, you know, went to the army, moved away to Germany and stayed there or some shit like that. Or, you know, relocated to Houston or something. And we just lost touch and decided to let it go. And then we were going to pop up at a happy hour together and rekindle that shit. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But for some people, it will. But I will say, when you rekindle... And you kind of get that mindset out of your head and you, um, you're no longer just enthralled about it. You know what I'm saying? You'll kind of get right back to the fact of the matter of it just ain't going to work. Like it just ain't going to work and ain't nothing you could do about that. But I think I ran through all the topics that I wanted to talk about. That I found interesting. I'm going to see if it's one more that I don't mind discussing with you guys before I do like a small glow up. Erica Mena and Spice. Hmm. I'll say this. Erica Mena, that was a racist comment. You are racist. You are a colorist. And you do think that you are better than black women. Spice is annoying as fuck. I can see why she irritated the shit out you. Spice. Erica is racist. You did not deserve to be called a monkey. You're a very beautiful woman. But she damn sure should have cussed you the fuck out because all you do is yell in them bitches' faces and you cuss and you be nasty and you start shit and you say low blow shit and you continue to do so and you're a fucking shit starter. However, Erica Mena is too and what she said was fucking racist and you didn't deserve that. And I hope you understand what she did was racist so don't make no more friendships with bitches like her because she's been doing racist ass shit and she's been a nasty ass, evil ass little girl. And I would behoove anybody to sit there and act like she's not racist and what she did was racist. That bitch made monkey noises and called you a blue monkey and she thinks that you look better. She looks better than you. And she thinks she looks better than most black women, which is why they have that mindset that black men treat them latinas better her and fucking since santana thinks like that y'all have to start calling bitches out stop following these hoes stop being so joe with these bitches it is racist for her to call her that if you don't understand why it's racist 
Look it up. But stop. If you didn't, if Erica Mena didn't understand what she said was racist, you need to just stop saying shit you hear other motherfuckers say. Because last time I checked, porch monkey was a racist ass term. So calling black people monkeys is fucking racist. We don't say the racist terms to Latinos. I've heard white people say it. I have never said racist slurs about Latinos. I have never in my life said no shit like that. I wouldn't even know how to use that shit in a sentence. And there are plenty of it. I have never, ever used. Why is it so easy for you to say that to black women? And again, she was not talking about your child. She talked about your parenting, which is fucked up. And you should have just cussed that bitch the fuck out because it was things that you can cuss Spice out about because I don't know how the fuck she's talking about raising other people's kids, how other people raise their children when we plainly see that people help her raise hers. You could have aired her out about that. You could have aired about, about the fact that she and Atlanta, her kids is in Jamaica, but you didn't. You went to looks because that's all you see value at. And these black men that you have dated in the past have made you feel like you look better than black women. While, while changing your aesthetics to mimic black women. Now you are chasing after Safari who have women in his family who look like Spice. Your daughter is only, what, four, five? She might be shaped and look like Spice when she get older. You never know because she is half Jamaican. She is half black. So you watch what the fuck you say. Or you might have a granddaughter that look just like Spice, just like her his 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 family. But y'all be so quick to lay down with black people, black men and y'all don't even like black features if it ain't a big black dick. That's my last of the reads. So I don't know if I have a glow up topic, but what I will say is that I have to understand one thing I learned this last few weeks is understanding what anxiety looks like for me and understanding faith. And, you know, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, like recently I've been going um to church and like um I didn't really grow up in church. I didn't grow up with a religion. Really, like we believed in God, but and are Christians, but I didn't grow up going to church. Um, my grandparents didn't really go to church until I was grown. So, um, my mom didn't, you know, really go to church like that. She worked on weekends growing up. So, I just didn't grow up, um, going to, you know, church and learning a lot about, um, Christianity. Just, I'm, I have a basic knowledge of a lot of stuff, like, I've I've read Bible stories, stuff like that. Um, I've been to church like as a guest of someone else's, but I never felt like the need to go to church. And one of the things I said I wanted to do, I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm just like not a church person or I'm not super religious. And I never even gave it a chance. So one of the things I've been doing um, is going to church and I really enjoy it. Um, I feel like it has helped me spiritually in the last few months that I've been going. I had no reason. I wasn't down on my luck. I wasn't, you know, trying to do anything. I wasn't praying for something. I just felt like, you know, I just wanted to go and see what it was about. And with everything happening with my family the last week, I under I not only understood how faith works, I understood how my anxiety works. I understand how, you know, blessed. I am how blessed the people around me are. I understood, um, you know, what went, what was going on was very serious. And I had the same anxiety traits, like the same um, effects of my anxiety, like low appetite, um, shortness of attention span, um, like a panicked feeling, lumps in my throat. Um, numbness in my arm. I felt all of this stuff before in the past, but I never had anything serious happen in the past, right? When I felt anxiety it was very trivial things, things that 
can that wasn't you know serious at all very trivial and when I felt these um side effects and felt these symptoms of anxiety the last few weeks and it was a situation to be anxious about I didn't obsess over the anxiousness I leaned on God and my faith and I was just praying a lot and um, instead of obsessing over the fact that I'm feeling anxious or telling everybody I'm anxious, I just felt the feelings of anxiousness. I went leaned on my therapist, definitely um, made an emergency appointment with my therapist, went to church, you know, you know, attended, you know, online church, um, prayed a lot, opened up my Bible. I just did this. I just did things very differently. And when I came out of my anxiety, when things started to look bright, when things were better, I kept continuing to pray to God and all of that and like lean on God and thank God for, you know, blessing me and my family. Um, I realized the way that I felt, the way my anxiety felt um, during a time where it it should be, I should have been anxious, you know? Like it, it was perfectly understanding why I was experiencing anxiety attack then. I have experienced anxiety about shit that don't matter, like a job, like a relationship, like a friendship, like, you know, passing a test or hoping that something goes the right way. Like I've experienced anxiety from absolutely nothing sometimes that I should never feel the way I felt the last few weeks about things that aren't important. Like that I shouldn't obsess over things that are not that important. There is no job that is that important. There is no relationship. There is nothing about anxiety that I should be having about trivial things. I should only be experiencing that level of anxiety that I had when real shit is going on. Like, I'm like sitting here, like, I obsess over the dumbest shit, the dumbest shit all the time. And there's so much to be thankful for. I'm still so grateful. There is so much things. And it's one of those things where you ha- you can't always lean on your plan. You have to lean on God's plan and understand that God's plan is the best plan. Or it just, it's just going to happen. You know, it's nothing that you can do. And one thing about anxiety for me is control and knowing that understanding that I have no control over this situation. This is just God, honestly, you know, you have to lean on that. You have to, because that's the only way to really go through. And you have to, at least if you don't believe in God, and I'm not trying to tell everybody to run and go be a Christian. What I'm saying is, if anything, you have to let go of control and you have to understand, weigh the weight of some things sometimes. Like, is that job, is that the only job in the world? No. Is that the only man in the world? No. Is that the only female in the world? No. Is that your only friend? No. Is that your only option? No. Is that the only place you can live? No. Can all of these other things be changed? Yes. If there is some shit that you can actually change, change it. Don't obsess over it anymore. If you don't fuck with your job, find a better one. Move the fuck around. You don't like how your friendship is. You get anxious when you hang around with this particular friend. Find you a better friend. Remove that person from your life. You feel uneasy in your relationship. You don't feel safe. You don't feel love. Stop being in it. Move yourself around. Love on you. Like, that's literally how I feel. Like, I can no longer um, hold on to anxious energy about things that just don't fucking matter. And, you know, I am going to church and, you know, I'm still cussed right now. You know, God know my heart. I'm working on me. But I won't do it anymore. Like, I just won't attempt to like as soon as I feel anxious about something that's not important I gotta just relinquish control because I can't stay there because it's no reason why I should have ever had familiar feelings of anxiety about some shit that don't matter
Like, I can't believe that I've had these very tough symptoms of not being able to sleep, not having an appetite about a fucking job or a relationship or friendship or like stupid trivial ass shit or being around somebody that makes me feel uneasy that I don't feel safe around them. Like, I just will never do that again. Um, And I just want to say, like, I feel with your back against the wall, sometimes all you can do is sit down and pray, call your therapist, you know, um, manifest, write your emotions out, you know, just really lean on um, your you know, defense mechanisms, like your de-stressors, like really work out a plan for yourself when you're feeling anxious. Like I knew I had a plan of action for when I felt that, that threat, like I felt like I was at my threshold of anxiety. And I never, since I started therapy in 2021, I've never asked for like an emergency session. And that was like, I was like, oh yeah, I need an emergency session. Like I need an ASAP. Um, with that being said, um, I was supposed to announce this a couple of weeks ago, but I want to announce it now. I am going to do a glow up challenge for the month of October. So for 31 days, we are going to go on a challenge, on a journey to just grow, have some personal growth within ourselves. So one of the things that we will be doing is for 30 days, we will wake up in the morning and start our mornings with something positive. That means no social media. That means no gossiping text messages, no engaging with um, unsafe energy. That means waking up, listen to affirmations, listen to a real feel good playlist, a podcast full of positivity, a YouTube video with positivity, some, uh, some nature sounds, Whatever it is that you need to feel good in the morning, if you got you a real good, I love this type of shit, play music. If if you got a playlist to play that shit that make you smile, I want you to play that in the morning while you're getting ready. That's the first thing. Also, um, if you want to, in the morning, if you want to read affirmations, if you want to read the Bible, if you want to read a chapter from a self-help book, do that in the morning. But we're going to engage instantly for 31 days with something positive before we even touch social media. So that will no longer be the first thing we look at. I know that it's hard. The first thing we want to do as soon as we wake up is see what we missed on the news, see what we missed on Twitter, see what we missed on TikTok, Instagram. No, we're going to feed our minds and our bodies and our spirits with something positive. Um, The second thing is three to four days out the week, we're going to move our bodies physically That means that we're going to either go for a walk, take a class, um, go to the gym, dance, move our bodies, do line dancing, do stepping, do whatever it is to move your body physically. And this isn't to lose weight. This is just to get our bodies moving and our spirits high, to grab us some endorphins. I'm not trying to be a diet freak or anything, but for three to four times out the week, try to move your body in some physical way that we can up our endorphins, get our bodies moving, shake off any nervous, anxious energy that we may have and change our moods. Um, the other thing, though, I think I said, I think I did three. Wake up early, move our bodies physically. No, not wake up early. Wake up with positive. Okay, number three. I had to, I lost count. Number three is we're going to read a book. I have a list of books that I think will help with personal growth. So you can either read like the Bible, you can read um, uh, um, a book, a book of anything like uh, Sacred Women, um, All About Love by um, Bell Hooks. You can read um, Sarah Jakes Roberts book. You can read The Color Purple if you want to. You can read whatever the fuck you want. Read something that you feel like is going to help you spiritually grow. Like that is going to help your personal growth in any way. Um, one of the books that um, by Pia Melody I am reading is, is called Love Addiction. It's a book on um, working through being a um, love addict, you know, and um, it talks about avoidance as well. 
Um, another book um, is The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. There's so many books that, you know, we can all read and that we can just um, check in. I think I'll do a live once a week where we just talk about our growth and what book we're reading and give suggestions. What playlists are we listening to? Um, how early, what kind of physical activities we're doing. We're going to check in with each other for 30 days. Um, check out our Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is, excuse me, the Instagram is JST Let It Glow. Um, our Twitter is Just Let It Glow. Um, email me. I will be posting all of this information this week um, when I announce the new podcast episode. Um, uh, I'm going to be honest on my personal page. I'm not going to be very active. Um, I'm just not in a real crazy social mood. I don't really want to interact with a whole lot of different energies right now. I really just want to focus on this personal growth and, um, being there, you know, with the people that I love and I love you. I love you guys. So I'll probably be more active on the podcast page. So make sure you follow the podcast page. Just JST Let It Glow. Um, I'll probably also be posting TikToks of the different books. I'll make a list of books that I have that I feel like will help with personal growth. If you have any books that you would like to suggest, DM me, email me at justletitglowpie at gmail.com um, and let me know and I'll add it to the book so that you can, everybody, and I'll post the link to my list on um, in, our, in my uh, link tree um, bio. So... I'm really looking forward to this glow up challenge. I feel like that is just a, the restart, the change of um, seasons that we need. And we just need to work on ourselves, love ourselves through every season. And I feel like why not during the fall, fall in love with us again and um, enter this new glow up. Um, 31 days is in October. Let's get it. It's before the holidays. Let's really work on ourselves. Let's love on ourselves and let's um, open the doors for positivity. Um, I can't wait to start this challenge with you all. So let me know what you guys think and reach out to me on the podcast page at JST Let It Glow. Um, and if you have any suggestions on what to add to the page. Also, I forgot. Shit. One of this part of the challenges is to write and journal um, for the next 30 days as well. So I will have all of this information on the podcast page with all of the rules all of the uh um suggestions that you all give again thank you guys for being patient thank you guys for tuning in this week thank you guys for listening to previous episodes while i was going i appreciate you all thank you to everyone that has told a co-worker a friend a cousin an auntie an uncle whoever thank you for um telling people about the podcast and continuing to listen and support i appreciate it there's a lot of great things for the podcast is coming our way um again i love and i appreciate y'all take care bye